Hello, I'm Jess, and I'm on a mission to help you build the person and leader you dream of being, so that you can create the impact you dream of having. This is episode 49, and I'm so glad you're here. Do you ever notice yourself making assumptions about others? And not necessarily the assumptions around, oh, I bet they'll do this, or love this, or enjoy this, more making assumptions about what we think they think about us. Focusing on what we fear might happen, what we fear they might think, feel or do. And I've been thinking about assumptions a lot recently. I mean, I think about, again, it's something that I sort of think about all the time. And for me, assumptions, I very much frame those as our limiting beliefs, right? The sort of negative narratives that we might hold about ourselves that we assume to be true about ourselves, about what's possible for us, so maybe about the world that we're in and what we can create, who we could be. But then there's almost this other layer. There's an assumption layer about what we assume about others, but the other in that instance is actually what we fear they might think about us. So it all feels a little bit of a conundrum here, a little bit of a mind boggler. So we have the assumptions that we think about ourselves, right? Those being like the who am I to do this or what if I do this and it doesn't work out or I could never fill in the blank. Those are assumptions that if we hold them, if we live into them, can hold us back, steal our joy and just kind of keep us small, right? Because if we actually were to believe those assumptions and therefore live into them, what would we do to combat that who am I thinking, right? Or that question that we might ask ourselves If we genuinely questioned, who am I to do this, whatever the this is for you, would we do it? Whereas actually, if we held that a little bit more lightly and saw it as an assumption to be tested, we'd probably give something a go, right? We'd chip away and iterate towards feeling confident in who we are, feeling confident in our expertise, our experience, our knowledge. And that's sort of the self-assumption. Then we've got the assumptions we make about others, which is what I want to focus on in this episode. Because I think these can be sneaky little buggers, really. Because if we were to assume that someone else is thinking, who am I? Oof. Doesn't that feel way more powerful and way more capable at holding us back? If we were to assume that they might be judging us or thinking negatively about us or even thinking our worst thoughts, right? Like of, oh my God, they're not good enough, qualified enough, experienced enough, pitching powerfully enough, doing enough, holding those assumptions, right? When we fear what others might think, that really does hold us back and steal our joy. Like where, what fun is there in that, you know? Like showing up to do something and thinking that others will be assuming the worst or assuming what the worst might feel to us. And it also holds us back from not only moving forward in that direction that we want to, right, in doing the thing and giving it a go, but it holds us back from owning our power, from really actually stepping into who we could be. Because if we were to think that stepping into who we want to be comes with negative judgments, negative assumptions from others, that can feel really lonely. And like we're sort of having to combat and conquer that and go up against that on our own, when actually those assumptions aren't true, right? We've invented them. We're assuming that that's what people think, that that's what they might do. That's how they might feel. And when we do that, that ripple effect 
only really harms us, only really holds us back because they don't know necessarily that we're making those assumptions about them. And so in this episode, it's my intention to really help us uncover the assumptions we might be making about others and really focus on that sense of the assumptions we make about others rather than ourselves. That might be another episode. And we've sort of touched on that a little bit through past episodes around the limiting assumptions we make. But I really wanted to focus in this episode on on the others, because I think, like I mentioned, I think they are sneaky little buggers and they can show up and have us fearing judgment, fearing rejection or fearing that we're not good enough when actually it's all invented. We're assuming all of it and none of it has to be true. We can choose what we assume. So from that place of uncovering what assumptions we might be making, I'm going to guide us through then how we can start to shift those, release them or rewrite them, reframe them, and then start to choose assumptions that actually serve us, that would leave us feeling so good, so fulfilled, so empowered, rather than the ones that will steal our power, steal our joy and slow us down. So to get started, when you think of a previous time, right, what was the last time when you notice yourself having made an assumption about others? Maybe you were going into a meeting or an event or a situation where you held an assumption that you thought, oof, I know how this is going to go. I know what they're going to say. I know what's going to happen here. Where did you feel when you can think of a memory, if one comes to you, what was a recent example of a time where you've held an assumption about how something will go, how you think someone's going to think about something or feel about something or what they might do. And as you draw that to mind, how do you think that assumption was trying to serve you? What do you think it was there for? Why was it really showing up? What was it trying to do? What fear was it drawing on to try and protect you maybe? What was it trying to do in service of your security, right? Because that's the only reason why these assumptions show up. They try and have us think of like the worst possible scenario so that we're prepared or we feel safe. Or they also show up because they want us to stay small, right? They want us to believe that, oh shit, that person's going to say no, so then I shouldn't even try. And then I'll actually adjust what I do and I'll, I'll stay small and I'll do this and I'll just go for like half of my dream rather than all of my dream. So how do you feel it was serving you in its own little weird protective over sort of coddling self what do you think it was there for what was its purpose and even actually if it feels like it wasn't there to serve you and it was there just to keep you small what was the fear what was the fear that it was drawing on and you know there's a classic about this right with public speaking you know that we you know the dreams that people talk about that when they get up on stage and they they're naked, right? And they kind of like wake up partway through the dream and it's like, oh God, because we fear being seen. We fear that sense of, oh my God, what if I get up there on stage and I make an absolute boob of myself or I make a mistake or people don't receive what I want to share or it's not good, it's not funny when I want it to be funny or not light when I want it to be light. And I think that sort of extreme version of that fear, right, of getting on stage and actually being naked, because I think there's multiple ways in which we could, you know, prevent going on stage and actually being fully naked. But that is there because it shows, it creates a fear of, oh my God, I might get up on stage and I will be so seen that it feels like I would be standing there naked, right? Which standing there in front of however many people naked, possibly terrifying, public speaking, normally clothed, 
probably not so much. But by us drawing on that fear of being seen, being naked, we end up making this assumption that it's similar, that that fear is similar, when it's not, it's not similar at all. But because we assume that getting on stage equals the same kind of fear or uncomfort as being naked and being seen naked by maybe strangers, we then start to live into that, right? So what we then think, feel and do about public speaking might live into that assumption and that example. So then if you imagine if we actually feared public speaking to that level, what we'd think is, oh my God, like I'm not ready for that. It's terrifying. No way. Then what we'd feel is scared, uncomfortable, like we don't want to do it. What we do is we'd never put ourselves forward to speak or speak in front of groups, even if this is in your team, right? If we genuinely feared it like we would fear being seen naked in the Rudy Nudie, would we put ourselves forward? When actually imagine if once we know that fear, once we've spotted, hang on a minute, that assumption that I've just caught about public speaking being like being seen naked, I can catch that and think, no, that's like that's not the truth. Actually, what if then I can swap that assumption to be, but hang on a minute, what if it's just like a conversation? What if being on stage or being in front of a large group is actually just like speaking like I would do to one person? And how would that shift what we then think, feel and do about public speaking? Because then you could see what we'd think is, oh yeah, I can do that. I can speak to one person. It just happens to be a lot of one people, but I can speak to one person. I can hold a conversation. So that probably means that I can then get up on stage absolutely. What we then feel is a sense of curiosity, excitement, lightness. And what we do would then be putting ourselves forward, be putting ourselves into a space where we can grow, where we are stepping forward rather than holding back. And so when you think of that assumption, when you've caught the assumption that you made recently, that you carried with you into a situation, a meeting, an experience, how do you feel that then led you to think feel and do. From that example that we've just run through, how did that assumption influence how you then thought about the experience or the situation that you're walking into, how you then felt about it, and what you then did, how you then walked into that room, that meeting, that situation. And once you've caught that, I invite you instead of sort of unpacking it too much, trying to dissect it too much or interpret it too much, just be curious, hold it lightly, look at it and sort of feel like you're kind of touching it from all angles, you know, you're sort of inspecting it and just being curious about it rather than trying to think, why? Like, why is this, you know, why would I think that? Why would I equate public speaking to being naked? Why would I, you know, why would my brain try and protect me like this? Because I think so often when we catch ourselves holding ourselves back, whether that's from doubt, limiting beliefs, limiting assumptions, we can so easily slip into beating ourselves up. And again, it doesn't serve us to be hard on ourselves for holding that assumption in the first place. And actually what does serve us is just being curious looking at it and thinking, huh, that's interesting. Didn't know I was actually thinking about that or assuming that, which then led me to think, feel and do in this way. You know, it's that kind of lightness. It allows us to feel powerful rather than drained. And so once you've got that assumption and once you've caught why you think it might have been there, rather than dissecting it, diving into it, beating yourself up for thinking it, just get curious. And just kind of hold it lightly, almost like, almost like it's sort of a bubble, bit random, but you know, the sort of bubbles that you'd see in the park or like outside and it just lands on your hand and it's light 
And it's something that can blow off in the wind or that can explode in a moment, right? And explode in a very gentle way. And so then it's gone. We don't have to hold it and carry it with us like we're sort of chucking it in our backpack and going to carry it with us forever, right? It can just float away and we can watch it. We can be curious about it and see it leave. We can choose to release it. And then we can choose what we assume and we can choose an assumption that serves us. And so I invite you to think of what would have served you going into that experience? What would have served you instead? What would have been a powerful assumption, an assumption that left you feeling so good, so full of possibility, rather than leaving you feeling small? And so maybe what's helpful here is to think of a future example. What are you walking into later today, tomorrow, this week, that you notice yourself feeling a little bit nervous about or heavy about, or that feels a little flat, right? A little sort of dread going on there. And in that moment, when you think of that dread, that heaviness, that sort of, oh shit, I've got this thing coming up or I'm doing this thing. When you catch that, what assumptions are you making? You know, we can do this in practice right now for something that's coming up for you this day, this week, this month. What assumptions are you making about that experience that could be causing you to feel that dread, that heaviness? What are you assuming about the person that you're meeting, walking into, speaking in front of, not walking into, that'd be a bit rude, wouldn't it? What are you assuming that they might think, feel and do that is causing you to feel that dread? Then from that place, again, hold those assumptions that you've just caught hold of lightly. Get curious. Oh, I assumed that they're going to judge me. Or I assume that they're going to laugh at this idea. Or that they might think this. That's interesting. And then get sort of wondrous almost. Think to yourself, oh, I wonder... What actually would serve me instead? What assumption would serve me walking into that experience, situation, meeting? What would serve you? And if you imagine that if we just choose an example, right, again, to build on that public speaking example, rather than thinking, oh God, they might judge me, they're going to see me like I'm naked. We catch that. We notice those are assumptions that we're making about others, what they might think, feel and do. Then we can get a bit curious Okay, interesting. So clearly I feel a bit nervous about this. Maybe it means a lot to me. Maybe this feels something that is out of my comfort zone, feels like a growth opportunity, something I'm stepping into where I'm showing up for myself. And so of course, these assumptions are trying to keep me small, but that's okay. I can just let them go. And instead, I can choose an assumption that's going to serve me. And that assumption for that example might be, I'm going to walk into that room and everyone's going to be so happy The energy is going to be loving and welcoming and it is just like I'm having a conversation and that's how I'm going to approach this. That's the way in which I'm going to hold this. And so when you catch yourself feeling the dread, the nerves, the sort of angsty energy about something that's coming up for you, something where you are stepping into a space where the assumptions you're making don't feel like they serve you, you can catch those assumptions, get curious about those assumptions and then choose different assumptions that do serve you. Assumptions that feel like they allow you to expand rather than stay small, to step forward rather than hold back, and to be who you truly are, right? Because how often, and this feels like a whole other episode, but how often do we not do things and not follow our instincts or intuitions about something we want to embark on because we fear judgment, we fear being judged of others? And what if, How would that shift if actually we knew that those fears, that fear of judgment, were assumptions that we're making about what others might be thinking about us? And how many times have we lived into those assumptions 
without actually knowing if they're true. And so I hope this episode has helped you uncover the assumptions that might be holding you back that we make about others, right? That we are putting onto others that at the end of the day just are not serving us. They're not serving our growth. They're not serving our joy. And so knowing that we can catch them in action, get curious about them, and then choose an alternative, choose the opposite that serves us, that gives us that joy, that gives us that growth, then we can live into those powerful and positive assumptions. I hope you have an epic week and I will see you next time.